Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 32nd episode of the PJ Archive. It's an interview with the internationally successful Swedish pop-rock duo Roxette, who comprised Per Gessel and Marie Fredriksson, who sadly died in 2019 at the age of 61. This interview took place in 1994, when they came to London to promote their fifth studio album, Crash Boom Bang, which I talked to Marie about first. So Marie, the new album, Crash Boom Bang, is this classic rock set or is this quite a new departure for you? I think it's very much classic rock set, (laughs) but it's uh, also, if you compare it to the Joyride album, for instance, I think this is more relaxed is uh, more I mean it's not so technical that Joyride was we have recorded most of the stuff for instance in, in Capri in Italy and, and, and we had a really great time there and it felt like we were working and had vacation at the same time and uh, for instance in the middle of the album there's two song acoustic songs that one of them is we have recorded you now in a terrace and with a nice view and you can hear Dogs in the, in, and you can hear people around. You can you can really feel the the nice and warm atmosphere from from that area there. So I think that I mean it's most of things that happened. I got a little daughter. Pear get married. I mean our private lives now. It's we're feeling really good. We so I think it, you can hear that the whole album is so much more relaxed. Talking of relax, the first single is Sleeping in My Car. Yes, Tell yes. us the story of that single. Wow, um, Pear wrote it. It's a very nice, I think, what I really like when I listen to the radio. It's, it's a very uh, typical pop, very traditional pop um, song that reminds a little bit about the end of the 70s, you know, Blondie, and um, so it's a little bit a tribute to that era. And um, it's um I think it you really really needs that nowadays this but I think I'm very tired of all this dance and technical stuff that you hear on the radio, so it was so nice to have a we really wanted to release a single like slipping in my car because we really want to show people what we really which way which direction we want to go and um, do you already know which the singles will be from this album, and do those singles vary from country to country? We know from the beginning uh, what kind of that we have only been chose, chosen uh, the two, uh, the first two ones. So, uh, so it's sleeping in my car, and the next one would be crash boom bang. And it's the same everywhere. You're still not uh, singing in Swedish. I mean, does that does that bother you a little bit? Would you wish you were? Well, I, I, I still uh, sing in Swedish, but that's on my own stuff. I, I when I have the time, I I, I release. Uh, Swedish solo albums and just for the Swedish market and it's because I I think it's hard to write in English and Pear writes most of the stuff for Roxette so so therefore I I I really love to sing in Swedish and of course it's my my language so sometimes I miss it but so therefore I try to in in between Roxette albums do something in Swedish. As you mentioned earlier, Pear got married last year and you had a baby. What effect and influence did that have on the making of this album, do you think? Well, I don't... 
It's more private, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's of course it totally changed your private life when you get a, a baby, and and, and um, now I, I think, like I said before, it's just that I think that both of us is much more relaxed now, and we. But of course, it's also for me. I really have to plan everything very, very carefully, and I mean to be a pop star and a mother at the same time. I mean, it's really a special thing. You have to uh, be very careful and. And uh, not travel too much, and uh, so it's you have to have really good um, a good team at your record company who helps you to put everything together. I read one story that now that you've you know you've both settled down somewhat, that a couple more albums and you'll probably pack it in. Is that true? <laughs> no, I don't think so. So no. there's no thoughts of settling down work-wise no, as well. Not at all. No, mm. I mean, of course, in the future, I don't think that we're going to tour like. We have done. I, I mean, we are, we are going to tour with this album, uh, and it's going to take a year. But then after that, I'm, we're going to release. I hope loads of albums. But mm. I don't think that we're going to to tour in the same way that we have done before. What will happen to your baby when you tour? Well, uh, she can going to come with us sometimes. And uh, but I mean, you really want to be at home with the, with the baby, and uh, and when she gets older when she starts school I mean it's very important that she, that she is in, in one place you can't mm. take away a baby everywhere I mean it's you know children are very conservative <laughs> you have to stay at the same so this tour presumably will include Great Britain oh yes yeah. I hope that we uh, come here in October November I don't know the dates yet but um, oh yeah I'm sure which rock set songs do you enjoy performing live most there's so many songs that I like. Um, I, I really love, I mean, the, the really big hits, like The Look, for instance, that was the song that really helped us around the world in 1989. It's, uh, that's a song that always are very, very nice to, to do live, and also it must have been loved because there's so many people singing along and knows that song very well. And, uh, and hits as well, like Joyride, do you get the whole crowd joining in? That must be a great feeling, knowing that you know all the words and so on. Oh, yes, it's a fantastic feeling, especially in countries where they don't speak English, for instance, in South America. And when they are singing Joyride, it's, oh, tears in your eyes. It's fantastic. What is it like, you know, knowing that all wherever you go in the world, somebody will have your album or somebody have your picture on the wall and so on? How does that feel? Strange, <laughs> of course. I mean, it's, uh, um, it's a fantastic feeling, and we are very, very proud of all this success. Um, but also sometimes... I mean, you don't think in that way. You have to... I mean, it's very important that you keep your feet on the ground, and, I mean, there's a reality outside rock sets. I mean, it's... If you just think of the, the life of being a rock star, it's very narrow. I mean, you have to... It's so important to... There are other, there are other things in life as well than rock sets, so... So it's important to, in between all the touring, and to go back home and try to live a normal life. You mentioned The Look, and there's that great story about the American exchange student who took your tape of The Look to America mm -hmm. and basically helped you launch you over there. Did you ever get to meet that student, and, and are you still in touch with him now? Oh, we met him at the time, and he was a really nice guy, but now we haven't met, met him now for a few years. I think he's into computers, stuff like that. And, uh, Did we you pay him back for his <laughs> <laughs> Well, we really had a great party for him, and I think mm. he had also a lot of gold albums from us. Uh, in America. How much of a help or a hindrance was the success of ABBA 
for Roxette? Um, I don't think that when it happened for us, I don't think that people were thinking of ABBA. I mean, it's um, uh, they, people always compare us with ABBA because I mean, if you c- when you come from such a, such a small country like Sweden. Uh, of course, I mean, it's the same with the Swedish tennis players. They, 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 everybody compares us with, with Björn Borg. And mm. But it's, uh, I think that it's, it's a very good help as well, if, because, I mean, we, li- we love to talk about that, but we like the music, but uh, I don't think that our music is very similar. Then he went to Pear's wedding, didn't he? No, Björn. Oh, Björn, Björn yeah, they are very good friends. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you think it's more difficult for groups to come out of Scandinavia and make it internationally? No, not anymore. I think it, ten years ago, I think it was harder. But uh, because now everything, I mean, the studios all over the world and the sound in studios all over the world are so good, and you can't hear if it, it's recorded in Sweden or in Germany or in England, and also. Maybe you can hear when they sing. If it's you, you hear that the English is not maybe as good as in an English band, but that's quite charming. Yeah, isn't it? I think so mm. too. And it's uh, so I don't think no, not anymore. There's loads of really good groups from Sweden and that are big, start to be big in everywhere now, and and we're very happy for them. Do you think there is a great wave of Swedish pop success, or has it always been there, but we around the West of the world haven't heard about it? No, I think that the problem is that uh, ten years ago, most of Swedish bands were singing in Swedish. So I think it's, the, the, it's just that more bands start to sing in English. I mean, we have always had a very healthy uh, music scene in Sweden. So very, very good bands and good artists. But it's, it's when you sing in Swedish, there's nobody who... I mean, then, then you can't release that, that album in England, I mean, because nobody understands what they're singing about. So. What do you think of Ace of Bass and Dr. Alban and so on? Well, it's not really my kind of music because I'm a rock and roller. I love ro- good rock and roll, and um, very impo- for me, it's very important with strong melodies. So, um, uh, I mean, Ace of Base, I think it's fantastic all the success that they have, and the, it's that they had a number one in America. We were very, very happy for them because we know how that feels, and we know exactly how it feels to have that kind of success. So. So I, I'm, I'm just very happy for them, and I'm very proud of all these Swedish bands and all this success. But I mean, then I have my taste. I mean, I, I'm not really, I'm not, not really like the music so much. But hope that it goes well for them, that they can handle it. Do you congratulate them through gritted teeth? Then are you actually quite rivals, or, or are you really good friends? No, we don't know them. I had never met them. <laughs> so, but I think they're really nice. I've seen them on television and in, in interviews, and I think they're really nice people. All of them. There are millions of bands all over the world, and I'm sure in Sweden too. Why do you think Roxette have come through and the others haven't? I think it has a lot to do with the, the songs, because the so- when you listen to a Roxette album, it's a very big difference between, for instance, a song like Joyride, Joyride and uh, Fading Like a Flower or It Must Have Been Love. It's, but you still hear that it's a Roxette song because it's the same writer, and it's uh, it's, uh, and it's our voices are very special person, and, and my voice together is, is a very special sound. And so I think that when you listen to us, it's happened something new all the time, and and it's the strong melodies as well that 
if you remember the songs. When you have he heard one of our songs, you can sing it mm. after a while, and that's very important, I think, also. So I think it has a lot to do with the, this very, very strong melodies. Who are your influences, and who are your influences now? Both pair and myself listen a lot, of course, to, to all the music from the 60s and the 70s. Mm. And, I mean, of course, the Beatles and Stones and uh, Jimi Hendrix and... Janis Joplin and all of those really nice artists. And uh, nowadays, I think it's, it, it, well, it has been it's better if Per had answered this question mm. because he is really into a lot of new music now and he listens a lot. But I'm not so much into it. I, I when I'm working and, I, and we, if we have been touring for a very long time, when I come home, I really love to just sit down and listen to classical music mm. or to listen to music, the old jazz music like Nat King Cole or Frank mm. Sinatra mm. or something like that. Yeah, so mm. for me, it's I can't really answer that question because um, I try through MTV and uh, to f follow uh, what happens, but it's so many bands that are coming and, and go away again. And it, it's, so it's, I think it's really hard to keep up to... To, I mean, to know exactly what happens. To what extent is your success reliant upon the rapport and the chemistry between you and Pear? I think the key to our success is uh, that we are very different, both of us. We, we listen to music in two different ways. We work with music. We write totally different. Uh, I'm very, very slow writer, and he's very, very quick. Uh, and he, he wants to push all the time when we are working and traveling. Oh, we have to go there. We go, oh, we must do that. And we, we can do another interview. And I say, stop, stop, stop. It's too much. We have to slow down. We have, must relax. We must have at least two days off here. And, and, you know, so it's in between that we find a really nice way. So it's because, I mean, I also need that pushing that pair have. Mm. But, but, uh, and he also needs me when I, slow take it down and try to hold back so it's i think we do say complete each other complement yeah. each other very very well so it's um, that's i think it's one of the keys and also we have worked with the same musicians and the same producer for a very very long time so we are a very big team working together and i mean why change your winning team mm. it's so also that i think is very important people have always questioned your relationship and saying you know have you ever gone out together and you've always denied it understandably what do you think would have happened had you been lovers do you think that Roxette would have been a success no I don't think so definitely not because all this uh, that we have been through the whole when it happened in 1989 and when we all this touring and and uh, all this promotion and traveling all over the world I mean we shared so much time together and we, I mean, should we share the bed as well? <laughs> I mean, that's, it's too much. I mean, you have to, it's very important when you are away from Oxet, then, I mean, we don't see each other at all now we, when we are at home. And I mean, Per have his friends and I have mine because it's it's very important to, when we go back again and start to work, we have, must, must be mm. fun again. And, and uh, so we try to not see each other at mm. all in between all these tours.
Was there any time when it nearly happened between you and you just had to say, no, our career must come first? No, <laughs> definitely <laughs> never. That's true, really. Mm-hmm. We have always been very, very good friends. And, and mostly, in the beginning, it was because both of us were so interested in, in writing and, 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 and music. So the music put us together. Mm. So, and it was so natural to, to, to sit and discuss and talk about uh, the dreams that maybe one day we can do something together. It will be great and it's perfect mm. uh, mix. And, and uh, so it was so nice to sit and plan all this. And then when it happened, it, it was, we couldn't believe it. Mm. So Tell us exactly how and when you met and, and what the feeling was. Did you immediately think, I want to work with this person? <laughs> We met in 1978. Uh, we shared a rehearsal studio. I was in a band, and, but we were not successful al- at all. It, we were, it was really struggling. And he was in a band who had loads of success at the time. So, um, uh, so, so we just supported each, each other's careers and, and became friends. I mean, we came from a very, very small town. And all people who was in the music business, everybody knows it's knows each other very very well so we just became friends and we started i helped um, uh, his band and uh, when they were recording i was doing some backing vocals and and he wrote some songs for for our band and, i mean it's so it was we supported each other so uh, then we became friends really good friends in 1984 and then also at, at that time we started to talk about the do this Roxette thing together and uh, and I mean, it was. I mean, he, we wasn't that close. I mean, we were. I mean, we we met maybe uh, every week, and we were lots of people together, you know, having parties together, and you know. So it was, and then you just more and more started to talk about this. Maybe one day do something together, and and have then you, you formed Roxette in 1986. Right. Have you always got on well together, or have there been times when you've fallen out? <laughs> I think it was harder in the beginning when it happened because we were living, we lived a very, very hectic life at the moment. We were traveling everywhere. And, and of course, you get tired of each other sometimes. But, but now, nowadays, we know each other so much better and we know it's so, so much easier today to work together because we have uh, all this experience. And, and when we do a promotion tour, it's, we plan it very, very carefully. We try really to not do too much and have to relax in between and so it, it must be fun all the time I mean it's very important it's <laughs> so it's, I think it's so much easier nowadays has there been a time though when you fell out no not really it's it's um, I think the end of the world tour we were doing in the, which ended in summer 92 that all of us the whole band of us was very very tired but I mean then we have been toured for one and a half year, all over the world. So of course, then we said we said to each other, "It's oh, we have to wait now <laughs> until mm. we start a new project because you have to really reload the batteries." But I mean, we never had a fight or never, never. It's very, very seldom that we argue. If we argue, it's about time because I just want to be at home and relax, and Pear always want to work. <laughs> so it's so that's the only thing that are that we all argue about is the mm. time. How much do you see of each other away from work? No, not much at all. Very, very seldom. How do your respective partners get on? Do you all sort of go out together when you do see each other? Well, it, yeah, it, it happens. It's not long ago we were out in Stockholm 
Mm. But it's, um, you see, it's like I said, when you work so much, it was so important to have another life outside of Roxette because if we be together when we have private as well, then it's, we just talk about Roxette then. Mm. I mean, you have to talk about other things. There's so many other things in the world that are important. How difficult is it to have a personal life, a private life, when you are such a famous person? It's. Uh, I think a lot had to do with that. Is um, I don't know how to say this good in English. It's so much what you self do it, but well, how you self. Um, no, that was Swedish. How um, you deal with it yourself? Yeah, how you deal yeah. exactly. Sorry, it's so important. Um, I mean, you can if where you live or where you stay, you can't um, build a bunk. Um, uh, um, a wall, wall around, you know. I mean, you, you have to try as much as you can live a normal life. But of course, sometimes you get tired of it uh, if you have a lot of people hanging around your door. And and and. Um, and but it's it, it's it's mostly when you re- you release a new album. But then it calms down again. So it's I think it's it's okay. And I think we we have so much success, and. Uh, so I don't want to complain at all mm. because we, we, we have a really, really great life. And it's, I mean, it's I definitely not want to mm. complain. No, no, I'm not suggesting you should. No. But how do the Swedish people react to you compared with people around the rest of the world? Sweden is fantastic. Sweden is, they, they are so used to us. And it's the best country we can live in because it's, they really have very, very big respect for us and respect for our private life as well. So... The Swedes are fantastic, and they really loves us. And they, I think that also the Swedish people really like that we stayed in Sweden, that we didn't move away because of the high taxes and all that. So and there's no plans to move away, to get to Monte Carlo or anything? No, not at all. Never. Would you feel you were betraying your country if you did that, or you just don't feel like moving No, away? I just don't feel about it, because it's so... I mean, why should I? It's... It, then you have to start all over again to learn to know new friends everywhere. And, oh, mm. I have loads of really good friends in Stockholm, and so it should feel so strange to move to another country. But of course, I don't know about the future if I maybe want to live in uh, Italy or something. I don't know what happens in 20 years, but right mm. now I definitely not want to move from Sweden. Do you live near Perth? No, it's not. Uh, it's. it's uh, Stockholm is not that big as London, but it's it's for us it's a quite big city. Mm. I mean, we're not used to this really big city since we're only one and a half million people in Lon- in Stockholm. But it's what can it be half an hour mm. between our places? Do you both live in multi-million-dollar mansions? <laughs> we live in very good uh, uh, apartments, mm. but uh, it's not a multi-million, no. Mm. But it's very nice apartments. What can you tell us about your boyfriend? Is he's in the music business? Yes, uh, we met uh, when we were touring in Australia, and uh, I haven't. I've knew him. <laughs> I've known him before. Sorry about my my English. Um, and uh, because, like I said, even in Stockholm, in the music business, you know most of the uh, musicians. I mean, quite well, and so, because he's a really good friend of our drummer. So it's you know. It goes around in circles. Do you think it's a good thing that you've known him a long time, that you, you know you know you can trust him, whereas somebody who comes in now, you wouldn't necessarily know if you can trust them for who you are? Yeah, I think that's just really, really nice. Yeah, to have it. It's so much easier, of course. So what sort of a life do you have together? Do you take six months of each year and say, we're spending this together with our baby and so on? 
And right now he's taking care of her. When I'm not there, he's there. So we try to, if I have to work, he's always with her all day with me out traveling. So it's really nice. You must miss him and the baby terribly, don't you? Yes, I do. But I'm... I'm so what, can you tell us what your baby's name is and a little bit about this? Well, our little girl, Josephine, is her name. She's just a great girl, of course. It's my daughter. <laughs> Was it a big career decision to have a baby? Because, I mean, it, it can get in the way somewhat, shall we say. No, it's, it's not. A, I don't think so. Because, uh, I mean, both Michael and myself were really... It was natural for us, and it was the right time. So it's... I mean, it's... it's you can't think that a baby can be in a way for a career. It's, a career is a way for the baby, I think. It's And that so you have to really slow down your, your work and... And, and uh, I mean, the family is the most important thing, not a career. Even if you sell loads of albums all over the world, I mean, that's very, very, I must say that uh, even if we're going on a tour now, it's going to last for a year. But then we see in the future, I mean, it's, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm going to tour after the, this tour. I, I don't know that. I, I want more children. <laughs> The decision of Pear to get married, has that made you want to get married oh, now? Oh, yes, we really love to, <laughs> but mm. we, you, we have to have the time for it. Mm. But that means, plans. is it definitely on the cards? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Have you any idea when? No, I don't tell you. <laughs> it's going to be very top secret. <laughs> mm. What sort of luxuries do you have? Do you have a recording studio in your house and a swimming pool, a tennis court and so on? <laughs> no, not at all. I wish I had, mm. but we, have, we must find it. A good place for us. We, right now we're just staying in an apartment. Mm. We are, there's no place for that. What sort of things do you like doing away from work? Do you just need to need the peace and quiet, need to go off into the mountains and ski, or what do you do? Um, well, we, we try to... I mean, when you travel so much as we do, then when you just want to be at home in Sweden. So um, I really love to go up to the mountains in Sweden because we have a fantastic nature up, up north. So um, that's a good idea. I think I'll do that next yeah. time. <laughs> what about for your child? Do you have great plans for your daughter? I mean, you, are you trying to bring her up a certain way or steer her away from rock music? And No, I think the best thing is try to, to um, like I said before, it's very important to live as normal as we can. I mean, and for her as well, it's... Uh, we take it step by step and see. We haven't decided yet. It's too early to say how, which schools and all that. I mean, she's only, she's not a year yet. So it's, uh, but I think, it's, it, like I said before, that it's so important what you, how you want to deal with it yourself. I mean, you don't have to uh, make it so, um, so difficult or so, um, I think sometimes some stars make it much more difficult for themselves than they had to do. I mean, it's really... Maybe that has to do that with that I come from a very basic, uh, easy family and very... Uh, I mean, I, I think it's so important to I mean, keep your feet on the ground and live as natural and normal as you can. And Because in the end, I think it gives you much more. It's, uh, yeah. Do you sing to your daughter? A lot, yes. Does she sing back to you? Uh, yes, a little bit. <laughs> she oh, loves music. It seems that the rock industry is a lot safer now, I mean, there aren't the sort of drugs and drinks problems that there used to be. Is that the case from, from your own experience? I'm not the right person to ask, because we're, we are very, very, very nice rock and roll band, so we don't have that <laughs> problem since. 
Yeah, but I mean, everyone's into sort of mineral water rather than heavy liquor and so on, don't they? These and days? We, we love beer. Right. <laughs> That's the only thing we drink, mm. especially the English beer is great. Do you still let your hair down occasionally and, and go a bit wild when you're out, you know, on the town after a concert and stuff? You must be quite... No, I'm 36 years old. That's th- those days are gone. Mm. I, I really love to have it quiet and, co- and very, very... After, I mean, if you have been on stage for two hours, you don't go out and, mm. <laughs> and have fun. And, and t- I mean, you're very tired after that, and you really just want to relax and reload the batteries for mm. the next show. You know, you may be in your mid-30s, but you've still got lots of screaming kids screaming for you all the time. How does that feel? Great. Why not? Do you worry that as you get older they might dwindle? <laughs> I don't think that I'm going to tour when I'm 50 years old, so I, I don't see any problem. How do your fans compare with Pear's fans? I think we have quite the same fans. Who are your friends in the music business and show business? Do you mingle with other stars as well? Yeah, I know. Some Swedish uh, um, artists very well, yes. Yeah, but I mean, you don't sort of go to Hollywood and hang out there with (laughs) Guns N' Roses or something for a while. It's really nice, but people think how life is. It's Mm. really nice. It's it's so strange. It's a very big myth, I think. Obviously, what what people think about uh, the work and all life. Maybe in Hollywood it is like that, but I mean, we we live in Sweden. (laughs) It's very, very cool. A lot of rock stars are teaming up there these days to do duets and things like that. Would you like to work with anyone in particular? It would be really great to sing together with Prince. I, th- I really like his voice a lot. So do you go to Prince concerts? Or who else, yeah, would you, who else do you go and see? Yeah, I've concerts in Stockholm. I, I, he played a lot in Stockholm. I think he's fantastic. He's an excellent performer and uh, an excellent writer. And also, I think, if you talking about the group, I think the absolutely best rock group in the world is, is you two. I think they are fantastic. When you meet people that you do admire, yeah. do you still get quite awestruck and, and find it difficult to believe you're in the same league as these people? Um, it was when it started, of course. And it was really nice when, for instance, Alice Cooper, we met Alice Cooper once in the, in the radio uh, studio in in uh, LA and he's oh hello Rox it's so nice to meet you we, I really love your new single and you get really because when I was a teenager Alice Cooper was wow for me you know a very big idol so then it was so strange to meet him in, in the radio studio and of course but but suddenly also all those you know the dreams you had about who would, uh, what it was to be in a rock star and all this just f- fell s- apart so I wish that I hadn't met him, if you understand what I mean. Mm. It's so nice to have your dreams about it, mm. if, you, if, you want, if you have idols. And For instance, uh, I really admire Joni Mitchell, mm. but I don't think that I want to meet her, because I really, it's enough with her music and just listen to her albums. And It's not that I want to, to meet her or sit and talk to her. It's not that at all. It's, I, I just like the music and the, the way that he, she writes, mm. and, and that's enough. Finally, you mentioned dreams. What is your dream at this stage? Uh, My dream is peace in Bosnia. And now for the second part of my 1994 interview with Roxette. This time, the vocalist, guitarist and main songwriter, Per Gessel. How did he think Crash Boom Bang compared to previous albums of theirs? It's a little bit more, um, what should I put it? 
spontaneous is the right word, I think. When we did the Joyra album in nine, recorded that one in 1990, we wanted to make uh, sort of the perfect pop album at the time. You know, very technical, very sort of slick, very sort of radio friendly. Uh, this time around, we 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 did some more relaxed stuff. You know, recorded live in the studio. There's a lot of acoustic stuff as well. So it's uh, and it's the atmosphere and the uh, the vibe was very different. People are buying your records all over the world. Do you think that you will stay in Sweden, or are you tempted to move to Los Angeles? And we've been talking about this for for many years, where we should uh, have our home. But um, right now, we have our base in, in Sweden, in Stockholm, and uh, that feels very good. You know, we we have our roots there, and all our friends there. And it's you know, we feel I feel very European. So I don't nev- ever think I will ever go to LA or to New York. But there are some other in- great cities in Europe, like London, for instance, or Paris. So uh, we'll see. Now, a lot of people need to be hungry in order to be successful and so on. Do you find your influences have changed now that you are successful and wealthy and so on? Uh, well, uh, thank God I'm still hungry. You know? I mm. always want to make better and better records. And, and mm. Obviously, you want to make, get, get as big an audience as you possibly can get. But I know what you're saying. I mean, it's not, I'm not 20, I'm not 19, you know, and I'm not like thrilled every time I pick up a guitar these days, you know, like it was in the old days. But um, the reason these days, I guess, is that you want to become a better, better writer. You, you, you want to do things that you haven't done before. You try to, do, try to find different angles and different point of views all the time. And you, tr- you want to also to expand your sound and, your, and uh, tr- you know, fool around with different ideas. Are there any particular ideas that you want to follow through in due course? Anybody you want to work with? Any type of shows you want to do? Not anyone that I would w- want to work with that I can think of, but uh, uh, I would love to do like a film score these days, like doing some instrumental stuff. Uh, I just recently uh, finished um, uh, a, a new home recording studio, so I, I'm suddenly I have a, uh, a huge digital <laughs> system at home, which is, I guess going to change my way of writing, which is going to be really interesting to follow up. Um, but I mean, Roxette sort of eats you, you know, it takes mm. you 24 hours of your day. So when you have a project like Crash Boom Bang, it takes mm. like two years of your life. And um, I don't really think about what's going to happen in 1996 or something. Is this Roxette's best so far, do you think? Absolutely, I think so. I'm not sure if it's the most commercial or the biggest selling one, but it's mm. the, for sure the best one. Do you worry about the two of you getting older, that your appeal might go as you get older? Oh, no, not really. I think um, I know from touring all over the world that. I guess 50% of our, our, our fans are between 15 and 25, but the other 50% are much older than that. So uh, it's the same as before when we talked about you know, getting married and stuff. I mean, we make records and we have a huge, wide audience you know, who, who obviously likes what we do. And um, hopefully, I mean, if we can continue to make good music, people will follow and uh, buy it and listen to it and enjoy it. And uh, it doesn't really matter if you... 22 or 42, I think. Now, Marie says she's getting fed up with touring, especially because of the baby and so on. How do you feel about that? Are you worried about the fact she doesn't want to tour anymore? No, not really. I mean, touring is... Um, uh, it takes a year out of your life, and it, it, it changes you a lot. You know, It's a very sort of hectic lifestyle when you're on the road for such a long time. But... Um, there's no need to, to tour with every album. We talked about touring with this one, but uh, I don't think we're going to tour with every album in the future. You know, so I mean, if Marie wants to, you know, get away from touring, that's fine. You know.
there are other ways to sort of communicate. What um, are the plans for Roxette at this stage? You're going to tour here in October, you say? Yeah, we start the uh, European tour in September, so hopefully, I think we come here in November, actually, to, to play uh, the UK, and um, then we go to uh, the rest of the world after Christmas. What are you most proud of when you play your hits on stage? You know, what's the one that you really enjoy best of all? Mm. Well, there's so many, uh, so many of them. I think just the thought of knowing that, you, that uh, you've been at home at your desk or at your keyboard writing a song and you have 65,000 people in Buenos Aires singing it, you know, mm. it makes you, like, you know, spin an extra. <laughs> but but um, I really enjoy uh, doing The Look, you know, that's a great track still. And uh, it must have been love, obviously, when, when uh, we do that. It's like, it's, it gives you goosebumps mm. all over your face. <laughs> do you listen to your own music when you're at home? Uh... Not the old stuff. I listen to the uh, the new album to get uh, uh, ideas for for f- actually to to be able to change it when it comes to the her- rehearsal for the tour. You mm-hmm. know, because you always want you have to adapt your music to to the setting that you're gonna have on the road. So um, that's basically what what I do now. Not not that much, but I listen to it when I get the time. What influences you these days? Adult movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Typical Swede. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the politicians here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I listen to, to uh, obviously a lot of guitar stuff. You know, I, li- I like, um, uh, for instance, Primal Scream. I like uh, some of the Suede stuff. Blur's new single, mm. I think, is quite good. Mm. Um, anything that's um, interesting. Tori Amos is great. Mm. Bjork is great. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Finally, your hopes and ambitions, personally and professionally. Uh, to survive in this crazy world. <laughs>